Oh, that's going to be stuck in my head. Give it to someone special. You get high off that. I think. Do you? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That'd, that'd be cool if, if you did. I mean, not that I do drugs or anything. I think drugs are okay. Since we skipped last year's Christmas episode, our fifth Christmas episode, which is this one, is actually the fifth anniversary of the podcast. For a while, it was weird because, you know, we did the first one. It was one of our first batch of episodes. And then... This is grape juice for everyone on YouTube. Uh, we're drinking champagne, which we have done before, but we weren't doing video of the show yet. And I thought that it would be funny to drink champagne in my bathrobe. I think you should leave all the burps in. Uh, I am not going to do that. Because they're going to be burping. There will be burps. <laughs> And yes, this is real crystal. So fuck you. Man, I'll tell you, it's hard to wear an elf's hat with headphones. Yeah, uh, you really can only get away with a ball cap and uh, headphones. Oh, and if this is the first time you've listened to one of our Christmas episodes, they're a little bit more freewheeling and loose and not as uh, scripted as the other shows. There's We're, no rules to this. I ain't got no fucking notes. We came to party. And you can sincerely get the fuck out if you don't like I it. I got no notes for this shit. And I'll tell you what, also what I didn't do was listen to any... Uh, it was my... Uh, this <laughs> moving. I didn't listen to a single goddamn Christmas song. You know why? Because I hate Christmas songs. Our previous Christmas episode was recorded as COVID was still originally ramping up within the United States. And uh, we, re we record these pretty early. We were headed into Thanksgiving and Christmas and a ton of idiots were still all like, it's not going to be that bad. Whereas you and I were saying, mm, <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't know. Let's wait and see. <laughs> Seems like it could really fuck up just about everything about the holidays. And boy, did it. Yeah. I think we made the good choice in uh, skipping a single a year and not having to be stressed about that. Speaking of good choices, I would love to hear from any listeners who took Mark's advice in the previous Christmas episode, and I'm already burping, and <laughs> used COVID as an opportunity to tell your children that Santa Claus got sick and died. Did any of you actually do this? And you owe me for giving you that idea, because it's the ultimate time, if you think about it, it really was the ultimate time to be like, <clears throat> kids... Oh, Gather around. I have something to tell you. Once in a lifetime opportunity to get out of all the Santa Claus bullshit yeah. forever and skip the part where your kid finds out from someone at school and just thinks you're a lying asshole. Yeah. At least this way, they get some early experience with grieving, the useful life skill. One of the things I hate about Christmas, being a parent, and I still hate it. I think about this all the freaking time. I legitimately hate lying to my children. It sucks. It is not something that I want to do because I know exactly what is going to happen. We all know. At some point, you're going to figure out it's not real. And no matter what your parents say to you, you're going to be like, you lied to me about Santa Claus or whatever. And I'm going to have to sit there and go, yeah, I did. Shittiest fucking thing. I feel like a lot of adults and certainly the older you go on, the harder it gets to remember what it was actually like when you 
were a kid. I mean, I remember some of the kids in school, the, yeah. the way that they found out. Yeah, it's traumatizing. <laughs> from me telling them. Uh, <laughs> you did it? Some of those kids took it hard. Sure. You know, I mean, because there's the whole, like, my dad can beat up your dad mentality. Oh, yeah? Well, your dad's a fucking liar. Yeah. No, he's not. You want to bet, motherfucker? I'll like, prove it right yeah. now, bitch. Yeah. Guess what? Old St. Nick ain't fucking real. And boom, there you have it. Your whole entire, your kid... Your kid's view of you as a parent just gets decimated in one flick of a second. So I think that this year is going to be maybe the strongest year for Team Anti-Christmas of my generation. The political divide in America seems to be getting wider than it's ever been in my lifetime. As weird and dumb as things have been for several years at this point, I could see this being the first year a ton of folks finally throw the towel in and say, fuck it. I cannot in good conscience subject my children to the in-laws for the sake of a made up holiday. There's also the multiple mass shootings per week thing happening here in the United States currently. So I'm not really sure how great of an idea it is to have parades. Definitely feels sketchy. All public events at this point just feel sketchy as fuck to me. If you're in public and it's not a controlled thing where there's like gates and security, <laughs> no, even you're if just there on is, the street, man. you're like, okay, default setting nowadays is like, well, what fucked up shit's going to happen today? Hopefully nothing. Dude, after Texas, I think we can definitively say the security is not going to stop it. Fairly disproven at this point. A good guy with a gun is not necessarily going to yeah. stop a bad okay. guy with a gun. <laughs> All right, I got an idea. I got, I got it. So last time it was... Tell your kids uh, Santa got COVID and died. It's the perfect way out. Now you can just be like, Can't, Santa got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, he was visiting a preschool <laughs> exactly. and got murdered. Yes, exactly. Like now you can just be like, yeah, Santa Claus got shot. They'll get over it. I mean, it's not like you have pictures that they can go look up on the internet. <laughs> That's true. I will say it does look like Los Angeles may have figured out a solution to this. They recently named Danny Trejo the Grand Marshal of their Christmas parade this year. Mm -hmm. uh, someone might take on a whole cavalry of cops. I don't care who you are. Nobody's fucking with Danny Trejo. Yeah, I feel like everyone loves that guy, too. Or is or, terrified or, of him. And or, and or know that he, would, he would murder them He seems first. like a total sweetheart who will also just... Fuck you Kill up. Kill you in a real not nice way. True. So all in all, I think it's safe to say this Christmas is going to be the worst Christmas in the past like 50 years for more people than have ever had a bad Christmas in that time frame. Oh, and uh, we're obviously headed into, if not already in a global recession. Sort of depends on what your definition of it is, uh, which makes it a little bit harder to justify spending money on nonsense gifts that nobody needs or wants. Sure. Don't look at your IRA if you're planning on doing any Christmas shopping this year. Mm. Your stock portfolio is fucked. And a majority of Americans don't even own stocks, which is even less more reason to not buy your kids a bunch of toys that they're going to inevitably throw away a year from now and or not give a shit about and or break. Also, a vast majority of children don't need more shit. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some kids out there that don't have a lot of stuff. And that's we actually should focus on those families and those kids because it should be a special day, you know. But uh, a decent chunk of American kids in particular don't need anything else. They don't care and they don't want anything else. They want like Roblox bucks. 
and uh, Fortnite money. I thought you said roadblocks. I was like, what yeah. kind of neighborhoods are these kids living in? <laughs> the thing is, too, about it, too. Think about this. All that shit, all that, all those toys that you got from your parents when you were a kid. How many of those things do you still have? About none. Maybe one. Zero. Not a, you probably have none of it. What the hell is the point in getting it to begin with? Yeah, I have very few things that have belonged to me since pre-teenage years in any category of yeah. item. I mean, I have some like keepsake stuff that it has sentimental value, but it's not like some shit I used as a kid or like a toy or a blanket or anything. Get them eye bonds, then they can afford to eat when they grow mm -hmm. up. There you go. You buy the meta stock because it's dirt cheap right now. Do not buy stock <laughs> in meta. First of all, first of all, <laughs> well, this, this podcast is not licensed to give <laughs> out stock advice. If it were, meta would be like top of the list of shit I would advise you to not buy at any price because that dude seems dedicated to sinking that company. I love it. It's Done fucking great to watch. It's amazing that Facebook and Twitter are both doing it at the same time, but for wildly different reasons. Yes, they're, they're, they're completely opposite reasons. It's great. I mean, the best thing that I could get for Christmas is uh, Facebook going bankrupt. To me, that would be like the best Christmas gift of all time. Can you imagine you just get on the internet one day and it's not there? It would be fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I get on there for probably five minutes every two weeks and just those five minutes, I'm like, oh my God, get me off this fucking website. I hate it so much. A ton of people would have to figure out how to log into websites because a lot of people are just using Which their Facebook. Which is insane. <laughs> I, it, that's insane to me that people used to do that. Use your Facebook to log into a website so while they could track you even easier and know even more about you. Like, get fucked. Let them see what you're doing on every website on the internet. It'll right. probably be fine. I mean, you've seen Mark Zuckerberg speak, right? He's certainly a human. With inflation being so out of control, certain corporations are taking advantage of that to raise prices on everything they make, even if there's no justifiable reason for doing so. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, uh, all their stuff costs more money now because of inflation. That is the craziest thing, because I was just about to say our prices are going up, too, because Oh, Obama. Yeah, it's definitely because of Obama and yes, not that we're Obama. trying to mitigate losses from how low our sales are going to be this year. I, I, I think the thing that it pisses me off worse than prices going up because is when they shrink it. The thing, or sometimes they do both. So they'll shrink it and, oh, you mean and the, 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 the physical bigger. size of the yes, product? exactly, yeah. yes. So we get graham crackers for our kids and I opened the box the other day and I was like, what the fuck is it? It's the same size box. The crackers are 10% smaller, but they raised the price. So they raised the price 10, 10% and, or 20% and they shrink it by 10% at least, but they keep the box the same size. That yeah. is so fucked up. And dude. then if it's a drink, they try to position it as an environmentally aware decision, like 20% yeah. less plastic. No, motherfucker, it's 20% less drink. Yes, <laughs> for the same price or more. I did go back and listen to all of our previous Christmas episodes to prepare for this because it had been a while and I want to make sure these don't get, you know, repetitive, just the same thing every year. First of all, it's pretty unbelievable how much better we are at doing this than when we started. That first Christmas episode, one of the first five recording sessions that you and I ever did together. I don't think that we've ever talked about this on the show, but it's not like you and I practiced or any, we literally day one after talking about it, having the idea and deciding on bands. The first day, I just went over to Mark's house 
set up a recorder and we just recorded the Beatles episode and the U2 episode. Yep. Just to see what would happen if our idea for a show was actually put into practice. And then we just rolled with it from there. And we did not practice at all. No. We, even think like, we really talked about it. We just sat down and hit record and everyone's like, we can fucking tell. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we should probably do a Beatles suck part two now. We did leave the door open to just do them individually. Mm, um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's certainly been ever more Beatles content to talk about. Like, we could do a whole episode on just that documentary thing, but you'd have to watch it, which I'm sure you didn't. Oh do. my God, I don't want to watch it's it. So long. And it'll make you hate the Beatles as people. Maybe I'll uh, watch it. We can do an episode. So, yeah, first Christmas episode, one of the first episodes we ever did. And it has its moments, but it's also a very rough around the edges version of what the show became i think we got it dialed in pretty quickly because mm -hmm. by the next year's christmas episode it was way better it really kind of made me wonder how many people out there checked out the show immediately when it came out you know and hated it and still think that they would hate it even though they have like they haven't checked back in you know how someone will hear a band's first demo and then just never listen to that band again and then 15 years later hear their seventh album or some shit and just be like oh i've been that missing it was actually this. really good what if we did like a uh the beatles suck uh remastered we call it Re beatles suck <laughs> remastered and but we actually just re, re re-record the episode verbatim though yeah. like we yes, go we, go back yeah. and write down the yes, lines so and just say to, the same exact shit <laughs> i'm gonna sit here and read the words that i said <laughs> including the laughing ha 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 anyway i brought up listening to the old episodes because we were just talking about all of these giant corporations exploiting christmas to raise prices and shrink sizes and speaking of that one thing i noticed in listening to these episodes i think in every one except for maybe one of them you start talking about Starbucks because Starbucks is the first brick and mortar business that you always hear playing Christmas music. Whenever yeah. we start talking about places playing Christmas music, that's like your litmus test is yeah. when does Starbucks start? You know what's funny about that is that this last Christmas or maybe it was just before Christmas, I bought an espresso, I, yeah, machine. espresso machine. Yeah, I bought an espresso machine for us to have at home because it is incredibly cheaper and better coffee. No offense to Starbucks. I really don't care. Offense to Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks coffee is dog shit. Yeah. And everyone who drinks it knows it. Highly recommend that you go somewhere else and try coffee because Starbucks coffee yeah. is subpar at best. It would be the equivalent of saying that McDonald's has the best hamburger. Or thinking that Papa John's has pizza. Right, yes, <laughs> at all. So we bought an espresso machine last winter, or last Chris, around Christmas. So I have not been to Starbucks. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yes, so this year, my only exposure to Christmas so far at the time of this recording is fucking Home Fucking Depot, who decided it would be a good idea to put Christmas trees out at roughly the same time that they put out Halloween decorations had to be visually assaulted by a Christmas tree. Now, it was still in the box, but I had to be reminded that Christmas was coming in the next couple months. I purposefully cover up our Christmas stuff at home, so every time I go downstairs to do laundry, I am not reminded of the existence of a Christmas tree. Because every day that's not Christmas means you're less than a year away from having exactly. to fucking sell Exactly, it's like up. a constant fucking reminder that Christmas exists at all. So yeah, Home Depot ruined it for me this year after not going to Starbucks every day of my life anymore. The Christmas creep is what it's called. This is a phenomenon we have- You just set up Christmas at 4th of July and call it a day. We've consistently covered the Christmas creep. 
this thing where marketing for Christmas begins earlier and earlier every year. And thanks to retailers, again, trying to make up for losses during this global supply shortage and the shitty economy, the Christmas creep started earlier than ever this year. Just as a frame of reference, in 2018, in our second Christmas episode, we were talking then about how Best Buy announced that they would begin playing Christmas music on October 22nd. And we can all agree that was already entirely off the rails, right? Mm-hmm. October 22nd, that's insane. Not even Halloween yet, Way dude. too early to start playing Christmas music. And when we said that, I vowed I would never again go to a Best Buy or buy anything from a Best Buy. And I want everyone to know I have kept that oath to you. Then in our previous Christmas episode, the most recent one before this one, it was some asshole radio station in Syracuse, New York, where Mark is from. This is partly his fault because of this. They began playing Christmas music in September, obviously trying to beat everyone else to Christmas territory in order to make up for a bad year. Thanks to COVID canceling concerts, which is a huge, if not the main source of a ton of advertising revenue for terrestrial radio stations. Well, this year, that radio station strategy went fully mainstream. Both Costco and Lowe's began selling artificial Christmas trees in late September. Walmart began their year-end holiday sale, which basically means Christmas, on October 1st, when any self-respecting store would still be focused on Halloween, which at this point, I mean, people probably spend almost as much money on Halloween this year as they're going to spend on Christmas this year. I've been to all kinds of parties for the past week, and I have seen a lot of the same people at the same parties wearing a different costume every single time. People go all in on Halloween. If we could respect that instead of letting Christmas shit all over it, it would be amazing. Here's the thing. Now that you're saying this, I'm realizing something. I'm remembering something because these are the things that I like actually try to put out of my head. But I'm remembering now that a few weeks ago, this was pre-Halloween, this was at least two weeks, so this was mid-October, we were on vacation as a family, and my wife said, oh, Amazon is having this sale right now. And so- Yeah, I'm, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, so I'm on Amazon, I'm buying a bunch of shit that I don't need, but it's like marked way down, blah, blah, blah. And I go, this is cool, is it like a Prime Day or something? She's like, no, this is, they're calling it the Black Friday preview. And I was like, it's, it's October 16th. Like, it's not even November yet. Why is there a Black Friday preview in October? Like a full month, at least over a month before Black Friday even happens. They're already doing a sale. Dude, if Costco and Lowe's start in late September, everyone is going to follow suit. So what that means is we're releasing this episode on December 1st, by which point most of the people listening to this will have been subjected to Christmas music for about two fucking months. Which is insane. That's a quarter of the year. Like we're doing three months of Christmas music. So it's just Q4 now. Yeah. Just Q4 is Christmas. That's the Christmas quarter of the year. At the current rate of Christmas expansion, 
There's a good chance that by the time we do Christmas Music Sucks Part 10, it'll start in July. Dude, they'll take it to six months. They're at they, three right now. They're literally, like, Christmas exactly. is a three-month fucking thing yeah. now. You know what's going to happen is because some people do half Christmas, which you're, we've never even talked about that on this show before, but there are some people out there who throw half Christmas parties. You people are dangerous. You're a danger to yourselves, and you're a danger to other people. So what's going to happen, half Christmas is going to take up a month, and then it's just going to start creeping forward as Christmas creeps backwards right. and it's going to meet in the middle yep. and then it's easy six months of Christmas. It's You're coming, right. man. Yep. You want to talk about a dystopian future? This is it. It's happening. It's not going to happen in the metaverse, baby. It's happening in your it'll, life. It'll happen in the real verse. You'll have a Christmas tree up year round. Why? Because fuck, why not? You're going to have to tell your kids that Santa doesn't even go back to the North Pole and you're going to be expected to give them gifts every fucking Friday. Something else I noticed listening back to all of our Christmas episodes is you and I are sort of developing our own new little traditions as part of our backlash against all this Christmas bullshit. We're, we're developing like anti-Christmas traditions. For example, at some point, I just started making sure to give everyone the latest updates on Mariah Carey's song, all I want for Christmas is my career back. I mean, all I want for Christmas is you. As we've mentioned, according to Google Trends, the most interest this song has received since 2004 was the year 2011 when Mariah did it as a duet on Justin Bieber's Christmas album. Despite many subsequent attempts to adapt the song into Christmas movies and whatever else, specials or whatever and other nonsense, Bieber remains the peak of interest in this song. And that was over a decade ago at this point. Do you know what she did this year? Uh, did you see it? Did you see the video that she posted? No. I should have I should have so retweeted it. In 2019, Ugh. right after we recorded our episode, it turns out that 2019 was the 25th anniversary of Mariah's Christmas album. So right after we recorded that episode, they did this deluxe reissue, made a whole new music video for the song. And even with that much of a push, you know that the marketing on that had to be nuts, right? Uh -huh. Even with that much of a push, the spike in interest was only like the ninth highest one since 2004, which is, is that's as far back as Google Trends goes, if anyone doesn't know. Um, so yeah, the song's probably going to go number one again this Christmas, like it usually does, but that doesn't really mean anything with the current state of the music business. And it's a pretty low bar. Well, man, and nobody at, better at come right at me now. with the streaming numbers either, unless you want to talk about how easy it is to game that shit with a click farm in India It's not hard, especially if you have a Mariah Carey budget to get a bunch of news stories written about how many streams you're getting. Well, this is the thing. What I've, what I've discovered and I realized this year more than ever, she really, I mean, she has leaned into it, obviously, in years previous, right? Well, this year, she posted a little video. It's like a 30-second video of her dressed as a witch. She's uh, riding a broom or something like that. Basically, the gist is, is Halloween is over. And then she just starts laughing and it starts playing fucking the song in the background. It's like she's in on the meme. She's the Antichrist. <laughs> she's fucking Satan. That's right. That she knows, oh, Halloween is over. Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm here. Joking about it. It's not a joke, Mariah. You're killing people. People are sad. You're making us all really miserable. It's basically an act of violence. <laughs> I think she's Satan. I think so. I mean, it is. It's words are violence, and she's act. She's killing people. I, I think she's responsible for at least hospitalizations at, because they're so sad. Massive amounts of depression. 
For sure, certainly. Unlike streaming, nobody's wasting their time trying to game Google Trends. And this song, like virtually everything else to do with Christmas, I suspect, keeps steadily heading down a path of diminishing returns. And the thing about this song is it is the actual single most played Christmas song every year. So if people care less about this song every year, then what does that tell you about the holiday as a whole? Here's my question though. So we take, what's like the, what's a really popular Christmas song? Okay, whatever it is, we'll call it Christmas song X. Say, here comes Santa Claus, just for an example. Here comes Santa Claus is a very popular song. But the thing about here comes Santa Claus is like, well, which version is it? Because as we've discussed in previous right. years, everyone puts out a Christmas album and here's the 10 songs that they all sing. And here comes Santa Claus is ine inevitably one of them. So if uh, depending on the store that you go to, Hot Topic or Abercrombie and Fitch or Dillard's or Macy's, maybe they play a different version of the same song. So my question is, is it actually the most popular song? Because they're all going to play Mariah's version. I think it probably is, but for the same reason that Donald Trump became president, which is literally just memes. Like as soon as this became a meme, yeah. that is what made it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't the most played Christmas song until it became a meme. And then the numbers go through the roof because the internet, you know, and this is what the internet always does. To I'm everything. just wondering if you were to count covers of other songs. Obviously it is the most played song, but I'm wondering if there's other songs that are up there with it. Well, yeah, obviously if you add up all the different versions of like, White Christmas. I mean, right. well, White Christmas is the best-selling single of any genre of all time, the Bing Crosby version Bing Crosby. of it. But as far as it getting listened to now, he's his version is definitely in competition with like the Pentatonix version, whoever, Michael right. Bublé probably, right. whoever the fuck else is. Anyways, though, but like the thing about All I Want for Christmas is You declining, I think that the reason why it's declining, why it's going down is the machine has gotten so lazy. Christmas is such a dependable thing. That's why they're starting it earlier every year. That's why they're trying to get to Black Friday as soon as they can. They're trying to start this Christmas holiday season because Q4 is, it's going to put them in the black. You know, they're in the red for the whole year and this is what's going to put them in the black. So they're trying to get there. They're trying to get there, but they, then it becomes a crutch. The rest of the year, eh, it's fine. We'll make up for it at Christmas. But the problem is, is when you get that lazy and you stop trying and you just rely on this thing as this inevitable thing, like the American people are going to show up for you on Christmas like they do every year, like, you're, like it's a religion or some shit. That doesn't work, man. You cannot hammer the same exact thing at the same exact people every single year without any real significant changes and expect them to show up for that. People are stupid, but they're not that stupid. Mm -hmm. There is a limit on how many times you can get away with selling even the dumbest fools on the planet the exact same product over and over, except for Beatles box sets, I guess. Yeah, which they just did another yeah, one. You could just do that forever. I Jesus guess. Christmas. Point Jesus Christmas. Headed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, it also, what's going to be interesting this year, in particular, this is recorded in 2022, uh, is that the, you know, the American economy can turn on a dime. And the beginning of this year, it certainly was doing better than it is now. So if these companies, you know, were relying on Q4, well, the world has changed, my friends, in the last six months. So good luck. The only thing for me that I'm hopeful for is that there's like some really awesome sales on some maybe shit that I've been putting off buying, which is like this 
Sonos bass speaker, which is obscenely expensive. How are we not sponsored by Sonos yet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, people at Sonos, I'll gladly uh, tell everyone that you make the best stuff. They probably have relationships with bands. So they they, prob- they, they might everyone a, does. We are a music podcast, and everyone that listens to our podcast goes, man, these guys have a massive listenership. Uh, we should. Sp- oh, wait, by the way, we can't because every band that we work yeah. with uh, will be pissed at us because we've shit on them. Except for Maroon 5, maybe someone at Sonos is a huge Maroon 5 fan and we can just be like, hey guys, look, we are too. Well, it's also, we have to tell them that we're not going to like give anyone a pass because they have a working relationship with someone that we like we have oh, yes. shit on our friends on yes. this podcast yes. like, we're no not gonna, no we're not gonna do it because yes <laughs> no one gets a pass hey guys i know this is this is a, this is a tough ask such and such a band is like they're friends of mine and they asked me to ask you to not do an episode on them to just be like now that would actually we have to do an episode okay so i was gonna say that but don't say that because then someone's gonna try to fucking reverse psychology to get an episode made about them because that's the other thing i don't know i'm sure we've said it on the show before but for the new people another thing that happens is we constantly get asked by bands if we will do an episode on them which we don't do i get like it's a great idea it's i mean it's being roasted is fucking hilarious yeah. and fun and that's another thing that people really misunderstand about this show is they think that like the people that we're talking all this shit on are mad they probably think it's funnier than you do man yeah uh, we uh, there's probably a few that don't we know of a few that maybe have let's do they didn't have the greatest but these are people that are emotionally stumped I can, anyways. I can only think of one and I'm not going to name them because yeah. I, it blew my mind that they were upset by the episode because I would have thought of all the bands that we did an episode on, they would have had the best sense of humor about it, but no. They did not, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I oh well. Sorry, you can't name it. I know this is going to turn into a we fucking do know, thing where everyone's going to We do know another band it. that has listened to it. Oh, I know a lot of people who've listened to their own episodes. Yeah. And I, I get text messages about it. People are like, dude, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> another thing that I get text messages about on this show, I'll write something ostensibly as a joke, and they'll be like, that's basically exactly what happened that's awesome yeah it's often logically this is obviously what had to have happened and then like oh yeah that is actually what actually did happen yes exactly (laughs) right oh well glad i got it right if you don't want to take my word for it that christmas is getting less popular every year or at the at the minimum that it's getting more acceptable for everyone who's hated christmas this whole time to actually talk about it in public why do you think this is the year they are making a sequel to the movie a christmas story Yes, they've technically done sequels before, but this time they're trying it for real with the original cast members to try to like bring the nostalgia factor into it and everything. This is the real one. And do you want to talk about a cash grab? There is no way even most of the people who like that dumbass movie are going to think is good. You know who are almost never good actors? Grown up child actors who were in one or two movies that were big enough hits that they didn't have to follow through with an actual career and stay in practice. Looking at you, Ralph Macchio. A fucking man. Child actors. It happens. Yeah, but it's like, the, it's so rare. They dude. have to be, it's got to be that they were in movies where after they get famous as an adult, you can go back and be like, oh shit, that's him. You right. find the movie right. or you happen to see it, but it's not like it is this. so rare. If it's a movie that's this big, they're getting paid, especially something that uh, once the TV stations start playing it every year and everyone starts getting residuals, he's got no reason to keep working. 
100%. Until now, yep. when uh, all this Christmas shit seems to be grinding to a slow, slow halt. Ellie really thought about two things in regards to recording this episode. And the second one that I, that I thought about was Christmas, the entire idea. There's two aspects to it, which is just consume, purely consumption. And B, it's nostalgia. Yeah. Here's the other thing about that Christmas story sequel uh, they're not just bringing back the main character, kid, actor. They are bringing back all of the kid actors as oh, adults. Oh, the kid actors. It's, I was like, shit, are they the, still alive? Well, the, yeah, I mean, they're, oh, okay. they're using the adults too, the ones that are still alive. But okay. I, I think like the guy who played his dad is dead, so they just have him be dead. Yeah, that makes the, sense. The, I okay. mean, I saw the trailer. This will be out by the time this episode comes even, out. You're, I didn't even know this existed. Everyone will know by the time this comes out because they're, they're going to release it. But... um. The trailer makes it seem like uh, the dad being dead is kind of what puts pressure on grown up Ralphie to do Christmas. Like his, they have his mom in the trailer oh, telling him, like, you know, your dad, like Christmas was his whole thing. So you've got to be the one. Oh. And then kicks into him doing it. It seems like they're going to do the uh the lamp the, scene no the narration like oh, do you remember how the kid yeah. talks the whole time in the movie yeah. they're gonna have him do that as an adult oh, and shit. uh that voiceover narration was annoying when it was a whiny little kid a whiny adult white dude who's just stressing himself out over christmas obviously that's relatable but he's just gonna come off as a whiny little bitch no, there's no chance anyone's gonna like this movie i'm trying to remember all the things uh the farkas thing uh fragile when he says fragile, fragile. Yeah, yeah they that's in the trailer of like, course when, it is because that's yeah. all they're gonna do the whole fucking thing is i haven't even seen the trailer i have no, i did not even know this existed until you just said it in this episode i swear to god i did not know it's they were in doing the this. trailer they have of course they, they have did. the dad saying fragile of like course. in ghost voiceover jesus fucking christ <laughs> god damn it they're gonna have every nostalgic scene in the whole in the original original thing and they're going to jam into this and it's all it's going to do is what people are going to watch it and they're going to remember what it was like to watch this movie as a kid i don't think that uh all of the people making the decisions to have this sequel exist could possibly think that they are going to make something that everyone who likes a christmas story and watches it every year is going to love and it's going to become a classic like that one so i would wonder if uh they are consciously leaning into the backlash part of it like they're trying to get people to hate watch it yeah they get half the reason that rolling stone magazine publishes the best whatever albums list is hate clicks you know everyone who wants to argue it's traffic it, it puts like eyeballs on the thing that's all that they really care about of course so I would wonder if they're like intentionally trying to just make everyone mad by destroying something from their childhood. Well, they just know that. Okay. I mean, obviously like anything else, it's just a numbers game. They know that how many people watch this movie every year. They know what it means to a certain age from X to X. It's just a math equation at this point. They know that it's not going to become a new classic. X number of people are going to tune into it because that's how everything is. Nobody makes anything to last anymore. Whether it be the toys that we buy our children that are made of plastic that used to be made of metal. Or Teslas. Or Teslas that are made of plastic that just suck. Catch on fire. And their batteries die and people put autopilot on and get launched off a cliff. Movies that are just, everything's disposable. We live in a disposable time. 98% of podcasts are what I call disposable content. Yeah. All, this one is one of the few evergreen shows. Like, 
There are people who come back and listen to our episodes multiple times because you can do that. But a lot of shows where it's just dickheads sitting on and talking about whatever they're talking about that day. Why would you go back and listen to what people were talking about on a Tuesday four years ago? Right. Who gives a shit? Yes. You and I could just sit around and talk about the weekly thing that happened this week, but it would not have the lasting ability that this podcast I mean, since we've already sure. done a lot of bragging on this episode, we've had people who work at a company that does a lot of podcast stuff tell us that they checked in on our listeners, like how many listens we got. And it was in the middle of a period where we, were, we had taken like five, four, five, maybe six months off at one point. And they could not believe how many listens our back catalog was getting hadn't released episodes for months evergreen content most shit that gets made these days is not even trying to be that this christmas story part two or whatever they're gonna call it revisited it's a blah, christmas blah, blah. story christmas a christmas story christmas they were released that this year <laughs> Which is a SEO nightmare, by the way. <laughs> yes, it really is. Actually, that's kind of funny. Uh, they released it this year, and they know that on average, X number of people based on their subscriber base are going to watch it. And guess how many people will watch it next year? 1% of the people yeah. that watched this year, but they don't care because next Christmas they will be remaking or they'll be making a follow-up to whatever bullshit thing, the next nostalgic thing that they can do to sell you something because I guarantee you in this movie, there will be a Coke can or Pepsi can oh, yeah. or some bullshit sponsor thing sitting on the counter. You know, all that stuff <laughs> that didn't exist in the original. Uh, Ovaltine. Ovaltine, you're right, Ovaltine. Yeah. I wonder if that was just, I would love to know. I, I'm going to actually look this up after we record. I would love to know that if Ovaltine actually paid for a sponsorship or if that was just like a part of the, thing that kids did back then everyone i just want you to know mark is not gonna look that up because no, he's will. not gonna remember because we have a second bottle of champagne i'm about to go get uh <laughs> ovaltine was good before i do that what mm, i liked it i don't think i've ever had old no, really? i just good. assumed it was like some old people no shit. it's definitely some old people shit but uh my mom definitely got me ovaltine when i was a kid i don't think I ever probably had. because of that fucking movie I, God I, damn I it. would be willing to bet ten thousand dollars that's why she got you god that. damn i'm the victim of some sponsorship thing but since we've talked about a movie for such a long time in the very first christmas episode we did Things immediately evolved from Christmas music sucks to Christmas in general sucks. By the end of it, we were like, you know what? Christmas sucks, man. And yeah. just that's the direction that it took. I do think that Christmas music deserves to be on the front lines here because it is omnipresent. You cannot go to the store. You cannot get groceries. You cannot scan through radio stations while driving your car. You can't take someone else's car in a Lyft or an Uber. You can't do any of these things without hearing Christmas music. It is the most present aspect of Christmas. So that's always going to be our starting point for these episodes. But once you begin seeing things our way, it is all part of one machine. So I think it's fair we bounce around to focus on some different areas of Christmas each year. One of the ideas I had for one of the previous episodes was uh, I thought it would be funny anytime we mentioned a Christmas movie, if I dropped in the complete trailer, like a whole, a minute and a half, two minute trailer, <laughs> yeah. just every time, just to really like drive home the point about how stupid and cliche, but uh, whatever year it was, we didn't end up actually referencing 
any individual movies, so I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But I think all that means for this year is that we can intentionally now have a conversation about Christmas movies and how bad they are. But I got to take a piss and I'm going to get that other bottle of champagne. What is, I feel like uh, Garth, I, you know, in Wayne's world, Wayne leaves. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm out. And Garth just sits there and he's like, uh, 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 Wayne's world is not a Christmas movie. I would like to say that for sure. I don't believe there's any Christmas aspects to Wayne's world. What's that one? <laughs> we got some fancy dude the this champagne making me uh, happy i would say a buzz no not a boner i wish alcohol gave me a boner It'd be the best christmas gift of all time so yeah we should have a conversation about christmas movies uh are we going to talk about movies that are actually christmas movies or are we going to talk about movies that happen to happen around christmas i would argue that say for example home alone just as an example is not an actual christmas movie it's a movie that happens around christmas it's a story that just so happens to be around the christmas holiday yeah, it is obscenely fucking played every Christmas and bothers the shit out of me. We did say some stuff in general about Christmas movies before. We were talking about everyone having a bad Christmas because of COVID, which is going to happen again this year because of everything. And again, when you have a bad Christmas this year, you need to realize that this is what this holiday has been like for millions and millions of people the entire time. A vast majority of people. You've been celebrating your family having more stuff. And I'm sure we'll come back to that part of it because that's really the most important point that we can make about Christmas is like, you're kind of an asshole if you do any of this stuff. But one of the main reasons that Christmas movies suck is of course, the music. Is there some kind of law that Christmas movies all have to start with the sound of jingle bells? It's not even just the made-for-Hallmark channel paint-by-numbers sappiest possible version of the holiday movies that do this. It's all of them. Even when, you know, like Hollywood's latest cool, funny people make a Christmas movie, Jingle Bells within the first 10 minutes, if not the first minute of the movie, guaranteed every time. It's definitely probably the most recognizable Christmas song, though. Mariah Carey, fuck you. You ain't got, no, you ain't I got don't, the Jingle no, Bells. I don't mean the song. I mean the instrument. Oh, like the ching, ching, yeah. ching. That's like the it's, way of saying like, it's Christmas uh, for sure. Why, I would love to, What is the history of that bullshit? Well, we went into the history of Jingle Bells before. They used to tie them on horse tails. And it was like a fucking uh, alarm. A sleigh is coming on silent snow. So if you're poor, get the fuck out of the way. Because I dealt with that last year. It was a whole deal. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, exactly that. Except horse. I think it's because uh, the people making these movies think that their audience is so stupid. They're worried that everyone will not know it's a Christmas movie if they don't have the sound of Jingle Bells. In it. Oh, shit. Did we walk into the wrong movie? I mean, there's all the snow and there's lights on trees and people shopping for presents. But I don't hear any Jingle Bells. Honey, are we sure this is the right movie theater? I think it's Pavlovian. If we go ching, 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 your brain goes, oh, it's Christmas. That's better than the first one. Did you try that yet? Yeah, it's good. It, it actually tastes like apple juice. I'm going to have a fucking ripper of a headache tomorrow. Yeah, and we're going to go drink beer after this. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have a ripper of a headache. The movie Love Actually is obviously horrible. But one of the worst things in that movie is the Billy Mac character 
destroying the Trog song, Love is All Around. That is a song that fucks so extremely hard, but how many millions of people will never be able to listen to it again without being reminded of what that idiotic character does to it in the opening credits of that movie? Can you imagine being an artist and writing this fucking incredible song and some dickhead decides to use your song in like this shittiest scene of a movie and that movie just becomes a massive movie that people rewatch because Love Actually gets rewatched every year like a fucking disease. That would suck so bad. Your song is synonymous with this moment. The Pixies, where is my mind? At least in Fight Club, it's kind of cool. You're like, I mean, I guess this is kind of cool, but like the exact opposite happens. Your song is synonymous with this horrible scene in a movie you got to be so bummed can't remember which season of each show it was but i was watching the newest seasons of these shows when they came out and there was definitely it was definitely within a month and it might have even been within one week that uh the tv show the leftovers and the tv show mr robot both of them used the same slow piano cover of the slow piano instrumental cover of the Pixies. Where is my mind? Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, this shit is canceled. Like no one's allowed to use this again. These two, two of the biggest shows on TV at the time using the same which is it was bullshit of from course the jump. It's it, su it sucks already. And, but then like, you're just going to overuse it to this degree. All they are doing is calling back because the truth is a whole generation of club. people. Yeah. Yes. The song where the buildings blow up. Bingo. Yeah. The association of that song with this moment in a movie, which was absolutely huge and stuck in everyone's brain. Those are the same people watching the leftovers and probably Mr. Robot. So it's, it's not actually calling back to the pixies. It's calling back this moment in a movie i propose that the only acceptable usage of christmas music in cinema is when it is a horror movie set at christmas yeah we have definitely talked about gremlins before great movie mm, mm -hmm, uh we've mm -hmm. mentioned the original black christmas before which p.s uh i don't know if a lot of people know this the dude who directed the original Black Christmas is the same guy who went on to direct the original A Christmas Story. So fuck you for that, Bob. The 1997 Jack Frost and the movie Satan with Vincent Cassell are another couple pretty rad Christmas horror movies. Uh, they probably have music in them, but Christmas music in them, but it's, it's worth watching. I would also throw a nod to... Um, the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, if you like very stupid slasher movies. And uh, the movie Krampus. I was going to say. For having yeah. a, a great cast and a dark as fuck ending. But yeah. I thought the reveal of the monster ruined the entire movie. Fair. A stationary monster. Yeah. It's like, that is not scary. You should have just not shown the monster. I think Krampus was okay. It's like, a pretty good movie. Yes, for a mod more modern horror in the way that it ended, ended very well. Is like that it was one actor's name? The one actor's name is Tony Collette. She was the one who was in that TV show where she plays someone with multiple personality disorder. Fantastic actor. Yeah. I think it was called the United States of Terra, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she yeah. is a phenomenal she actor. Is. She's phenomenal. And I would say this the way that it ended kind of saved some of the other stuff. That ending is bleak, man. It is. It is, but it's perfect for it's a horror movie. And it, 
ends in a way that you're like, oh, this is not a feel-good ending. I would give it like a six and a half out of ten sure. on a ten scale. Sure. The and if if they had just not shown the monster, it would yeah. probably be a seven or an eight. Fair. The Grinch could have been a great Christmas horror movie if they uh, were trying to make something that was good instead of something that would get played on TV every year. They should make, and someone steal this idea, they should make a Grinch, like adult adult Grinch movie. Please do, and I'll tell you exactly what to do. Just cut the entire ending. Anything from the part like when he sees the little blonde who girl and his heart grows in size and he decides to do Christmas. Just remove all that. Cut that. That doesn't happen. Yeah. And you want to take everything way further. The Grinch needs to decide to massacre everyone. Every last who in Whoville needs to die violently. Yeah. Promise you that I am not the only person who would watch that shit. I would love it. There are millions of people who would watch this. If you can, even someone who's just like trying to uh, get their YouTube channel to pop off, honestly, you can probably get away with this with parody law. Someone made like a a fan made Spider-Man movie or some shit. Uh-huh. in the past few years that dude didn't get sued so you can do this i think if you did it where like the grinch actually like sets traps and by and actually, actually he means with an axe fucking murders the who's yes, with an axe the who gets his foot caught in like a bear trap that he set it's basically where the, the grinch is actually a mass murderer he's the grinch he hates christmas he hates the whoville people he's been by himself on fucking tra- yeah. trash heap mountain the whole time and he would certainly spend the time thinking of all of these fantastic ways to murder these insufferable creatures who sing some of the most annoying christmas music actually the, the songs that the who's sing yeah, fuck the whoville terrible people. i mean it's like it's on the level of the chipmunk christmas song bad christmas music they're shitbags i want to see who blood and you could make them bleed a different color too since they're they're not humans they could bleed blue smurf color blood or something a little less violent yeah you're probably still going to get an r rating if we're doing a real movie studio version of Which, it. They made a, a Winnie the Pooh horror movie because Winnie the Pooh was officially Yeah, yeah, in. I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, how long, the Grinch is old as shit. When is it in public domain? Dude, you should just shoot the movie now so that when it becomes public domain, I think you could do you're it. Boom, you're ready I to go. I don't think you even have to wait for public domain on this, man. I think it's parody at yeah, that point. You definitely could probably because get away with it. No one's going to argue that you are trying to uh, sincerely sneak an installment of the Grinch franchise in if you have him kill. I'm talking like kill the kids too. Just call it the slaughter of the who's. It'd be great. I'd watch it. Everyone would watch it. I mean, how many amazing business ideas have we given away on this podcast? Oh my God, it's so it's got to be so many at this point. Here's a question. How many of your favorite actors have been in a terrible Christmas movie? Mm. Just rolling the dice like every band who tries out a Christmas song or a Christmas album, knowing they are putting their name on a trash product, but taking the risk to their entire career in case the morons go for it. And this stupid ass iteration of A Christmas Carol brings them generational wealth. Alan Arkin in Noel, James Gandolfini in Surviving Christmas, Dudley Moore in Santa Claus, Jamie Lee Curtis in Christmas with the Cranks, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito in Deck the Halls, Vince Vaughn was in Fred Claus and Four Christmases. What the fuck, Vince? Mm -hmm. Tim Allen in, oh, uh, no, I am reading here that Tim Allen has, yeah, he has never been able to act even a little bit. So, <laughs> so not Tim Allen, actually. Ooh, actually. Ooh. 
Michael Caine was in the Muppet Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> he said the only way when he took the part, he said the only way that he could do it was by pretending that the Muppets were real people. <laughs> so if you know that going in, it makes watching that movie way different. Yeah. Like this crazy old motherfucker thinks these puppets are real. What is happening? Which quick side note, when did he sell his soul to the devil? Because he's looked the same for like 30 fucking him years. Him and Anthony Hopkins have been old Ooh. my entire life. You're right. Anthony Hopkins, you're right, is another one. Definitely sold his soul. Has to the Anthony devil. Hopkins been in a Christmas movie? I didn't. Uh, I forgot to look him up. Is Silence of the Lambs like kind of Christmassy or like one Hannibal? Maybe one of them certainly has a Christmas scene. Uh, in it. Hannibal, the TV series, but he's not in that. No, he's Definitely not in that. But like the movie, maybe I don't know if to go back and rewatch. Another reason that Christmas movies are bad is because they are written in an attempt to create the same fantasy world that Christmas music relies on and has tried to will into existence for decades in order to justify its own existence. We've spent the past few years explaining to the music industry why they should stop putting out Christmas music, but since they are trying to make movies based on the same fantasy world of those songs, I guess we need to explain to the movie industry that they should stop. And someone very much needs to explain to the movie industry that they should stop because according to Entertainment Weekly, there are going to be 140 something new Christmas movies and specials released this year. <laughs> From all the big streamers like Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, the Hallmark Channel, BET, 140 new things this year alone. They're going to do it again next year. We're, so we're talking like thousands and thousands of things within the next decade. There's no chance anyone is going to watch all that stuff. It's noise. At that point, it stops becoming an attempt at a cash grab, this attempt to throw spaghetti at the wall and maybe you'll get one of the Christmas things. Dude, no one's fucking paying attention to 99.99999% of that bullshit. Yeah. I just thought of a really awesome Christmas horror movie idea, a slasher film like Friday the 13th slasher film, only it's a guy, this guy that just goes around and kills Santa Clauses, like mall Santa Clauses. And then there's like the detective, you know what I mean? That's on the case. What do all these guys have in common? Oh my God, they're all, like, they figure it out at the very end. I think you would figure it out pretty goddamn no, fast. No, they don't. They never figure it out fast. It's the fucking no, movies, it's, man. It's they like, don't wait, figure it out. this guy looks like Santa no, Claus. No, no, they don't figure it out to the very end. And at the very last moment, they go and save the one Santa Claus left in all of a fucking America. He's killed every Santa Claus, mall Santa Claus in the country. We have to stop him before he gets Steve, the mall of America Steve. Santa Claus. I don't know. Not Steve. <laughs> I believe we started making Christmas music episodes before there was this significant backlash against superhero movies and, you know, the infinite exploitation of massive nostalgia IPs like Star Wars and Jurassic Park. This avalanche of new Christmas movies ties into not only that conversation, but also something we have consistently talked about ever since like five minutes into the first Christmas music episode that we did. So today I would like to be sure the parallel between all these things is made explicit. 
We have said in the past that bands or artists doing Christmas music is an attempt at a cash grab. When we've said that, what we meant is they're doing it for the same reasons a director or actor you would otherwise respect takes a job on some bullshit paint by numbers hack job of a blockbuster movie. Like if uh, David Thewlis was in the latest Jurassic Park or he's in the fucking Harry Potter movie. So like, there you go has done incredible work in his career. Why? Why is he in the Harry Potter movies? Right. Terrible movies. The reason why you take the chance is if it becomes a hit, if you fuck around and this becomes the, you're the new actor in the superhero role, the way that uh, Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man, it's the same thing as if a band fucks around and writes some Christmas song that gets played every year. Yep. The payout on that is exponentially larger than the sum total of the rest of your career. Certainly far much more money than you would ever see from creating better work with emotional depth or artistic intelligence. It is pandering in the worst way, just as bad as pop country music about trucks and beer. It is the stupidest thing a person can do for the worst reasons a person can do a stupid thing. And it is a reflection of living in a society that we should all feel bad about living in to whatever degree it makes us uncomfortable enough to start changing this society. Christmas songs have to try to hypnotize you into believing that it is the most wonderful time of the year and you should be having a holly jolly Christmas because it's the best time of the year. Just reinforcing this idea over and over and over again with only the slightest variations on the language and Christmas movies have to do the same exact thing. If Christmas really was the most wonderful time of the year, then our mega corporation overlords would not need to spend three months of the year spending millions and millions of dollars playing dozens of songs, making dozens of movies and TV shows to try to brainwash us into believing that. If it really was that way, we would all just be walking around and talking about it that way amongst ourselves. That's not what happens, is it? No. When was the last time someone said to you, God damn, Christmas is just the best time of the year, isn't it? Nobody. It's on the radio a hundred times a day right now. You know what it is? It's kind of like a mass hypnosis It's what It's an attempted. It, I think yeah. it's, I think it's yeah. failing. I think people are starting to wake up from the dream it is an attempt to hypnotize people christmas is the ultimate example of using nostalgia in marketing to some extreme degree every ad you see is built to make you remember your childhood it, it also warp your childhood you could have had the yeah. shittiest fucking childhood but you'll watch these christmas commercials and think yeah, I guess it was okay. Like, I guess I should buy this because that was cool. Like, you're right. Oh, my God. They just take this nostalgia and grind it into your brain. Remember the last time you were happy? Don't you want your kids to be exactly. happy? That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like, I know that happiness was fleeting when you were a child, but this moment was so happy. And don't you want to buy all this shit for everyone that you love? Your friends and family and your wife and your girlfriend and your boyfriend. And by the end of these, all these commercials, like, fuck yeah, I gotta go spend every dime I have. But if you jam it in their brains hard enough over and over and over again, because everywhere you go, it's a goddamn disease and it's all you hear. 
eventually maybe you start believing it. Maybe it is the most wonderful. I think that's time the, the theory. I think that's what the people spending the money believe, right. you know. But, yes, yes. But it's the same thing as when it came out that I would I mean, I would love to see the numbers on this, and maybe it's public and maybe you can look it up. But do you remember when it came out that Cambridge Analytica was trying to manipulate the way that people actually felt on Facebook? Sure. I would love to see the numbers. When people, when the curtain gets pulled back too far and people realize that they're being manipulated in a way that they hadn't thought of before, they bail, man. Even though they are susceptible to marketing, they are susceptible to advertising, nobody likes to think that. Right. And just look at the nobody. reaction to this podcast, yeah, by the way, yeah, if you don't yeah. think so. I mean, anytime we point out how someone essentially scams their way into being famous and having a career, people lose their minds because they don't want to feel like they fell for something. They don't want to feel like a rube. It's true. Nobody wants to feel that way. Nobody wants to feel like the uh, marketing campaign for X company worked because they bought their product. Nobody wants to acknowledge. Either marketing works or it doesn't, man. That's all it comes down to. It either works or it doesn't. It works on me all the fucking time. Of course it I works. I am a sucker for really, really good product packaging. Sure. That's kind of my thing. I've worked in marketing, so I'm on to the tricks of commercials and yep. ad campaigns and shit like that. But if something's got really good packaging, sells itself off the shelf, I am a slut for that. I will buy it every fucking time. And I know that, and I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it, but it works on me and I still do it. And it works on you too. And you're full of shit if you don't want to acknowledge it. You know what works on me to a fucking T? And this is just a marketing campaign that like companies pay thousands of dollars for this shit is reviews. If something has really good reviews, yeah. I'll buy it. And the thing well, is- you gotta know how to spot the fake ones. Yes, I know, thing. but like yeah. oftentimes I don't read through that fine tooth of a comb. If something has really great reviews, I'm like, oh, maybe I need that. Like, look at this is 3,000 five-star reviews. Man, I, this is so cool. And I buy it and I'm like, God damn it. Even if it is good, I still just know in my head, I'm like, man, you just fell for some marketing bullshit. I'm gonna let people in on some uh, behind the scenes Mark stuff real fast on that one. Just so you know, that also works the other way around. When you like something, more than anyone else that I know in my life. If something is working for you, you try to get everyone that you know to do it <laughs> That's too. That's true. That's very if true. If you start like yes. uh, taking a supplement or something, yes. you're like, you, you would not believe it. It's changed. Like you've got to do it. <laughs> 100 it, it works true. both ways, but it's the review thing. You, yes, because, the review thing. Because you put that stock in yeah. what other people say about things, yeah. you try to pay it forward, essentially. Yes. You yes. try to let people know yes. when good stuff is working for yes. you. I have a, this is some dickheaded shit. Whatever, I don't even care. I have a, a personal trainer and, and a week and, ago you tried to convince me that i needed to <laughs> see because i told you how yes. I, I, I was talking to mark about my exercise <laughs> regimen like what i've been doing exercise wise he's like oh you should go to my personal trainer i was like dude i just told you that I, like i have a plan that i came no. up with that i'm doing and you were like you should totally do this other thing because it's what i'm doing the thing is you're not the only one <laughs> i've told like I'm, i know I'm, I'm certain i'm not the only one <laughs> I have like two, not including my wife, who would be the third. I have two other friends that I was like, I'm going to pay for you to go. <laughs> I was like, you got to go. In my head, I'm like, it's, it's the review thing. You're right. It is the review it's thing. It's great. Like, I love it's it. It's a five-star review. So you got to go, right? It is so fucking hot in this robe, dude. I, it's, it's so fucking hot. Well, that we had an entire bottle of champagne runners 
Two and a half bottles of champagne. Okay, so we were talking about uh, the, the movies, the Christmas movies. They have to try to convince you of the same reality that the music does. And here is where someone's going to get in the YouTube comments and say, but Tyler, nobody believes that these are documentaries. It's a fantasy world. It's fiction. A, you're wrong. Kids cannot tell the difference. Children cannot tell the difference. Maureen O'Hara, the actor Maureen O'Hara was in Miracle on 34th Street, the original one, and she spent the rest of her life having small children come up to her and ask if she was the lady who knows Santa Claus, all right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's what you're doing to kids. But B, it's not just a fantasy world. It's not just fiction. It's a fiction that extremely wealthy motherfuckers are deliberately spending a shit ton of money on to try to convince you and me and everyone else that this fantasy becomes real for one magical day a year and they do that in order for us to then reward them with exponentially more money than they spent in order for us to take part in it and feel good about taking part of it see the tendency most people have to escape into such fantasies rather than fixing real problems in the real world is exactly the reason our real world doesn't look more like that fantasy. Letting them sell you this fantasy is the thing that prevents the fantasy from becoming real. Would you rather go watch it in a theater? It's the most magical day in the world. Oh, everyone's happy. Everyone loves each other and everyone it's, it's, it's great. It's love. It's it's better to uh, give than to receive. It's all of this. Would you rather go watch that in a movie theater or have it in real life? Because every fucking time you go watch it in a movie theater makes it less likely and more difficult for it to happen in the real world. Speaking of Miracle on 34th Street, the uh, miracle in the title of that movie is only made possible by one of the most insane premises that has ever been used in a movie. And no, I'm not talking about the ooh, Santa Claus is real part. I'm talking about the part where Macy's, Macy's department store has a staff psychologist on the payroll <laughs> and he's the only reason the rest of the movie happens. I know within the movie, it turns out that that guy's not a real psychologist, but when was the last time you heard about a department store hiring even someone pretending to be a psychologist to treat the staff? Not a thing. Uh also, as we have said probably every single year, if you want to talk about the people that Christmas is the absolute worst on, people who work at Macy's, this is really, really fucked up thing to do in a movie. The people who work at Macy's are legit the actual most traumatized people by Christmas every single year. And by every year, I mean every three months out of 12 months in a year, because that's what Christmas is now. And you're going to make a movie that pretends there's someone on staff helping them deal with it? There's not. The uh, only person on staff is the HR person. And that person does not give a <laughs> flying fuck about I would, you. I would love to see the numbers. How often an HR person just quits in like early October. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> Quick side note, if you work in corporate America, HR person is not on your side. They are on the company's team and the company's payroll. Their job is to keep you out of the news, not to actually solve your problems. Even within that ridiculous scenario, one of the reasons that the lawyer defending Santa in the movie tells the judge he cannot rule there is no Santa Claus is because of what it would do to the economy. Yeah, like they already ca they came up with this fucking psycho yeah. 
idea, which is that there's someone on staff helping the poor motherfuckers working retail during the Christmas season. Even within that insane premise, he talks about how if you rule that Santa Claus isn't real, then kids are going to stop putting up their stockings for Santa Claus to fill with toys. So then the toy companies will need to make less toys. So they're going to lay off employees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just spirals out of control. Even within this fucking movie where it's at the end of it, they're trying to make you see the true spirit of Christmas. Even within that movie, they fucking admit what it is, what the machine is, what it's doing and how you can't fuck with it or all this shit falls apart. I don't think we've ever addressed, like, if we actually manage to do away with Christmas, everything's fucked. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Economy-wise, yeah. everything's yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to point out the fact there's a handful of movies that I've never seen, and that's one of them. It's kind of funny. It's not worth watching. It's I never not a watched movie. the whole thing cover to cover. I, I, there's a handful, like uh, Grease. I've never seen Grease. Grease is good. Uh, I don't give a fuck. And uh, I want it to be literally on my tombstone that's never watched Grease. Like, I take pride in the fact weird, that weird flex. It. I know. <laughs> it's stupid as fuck. Def definition of a weird no, flex. That's right some, like there. 90s kid bullshit. I get that. But, like, that's what it is. I want it to be on my tombstone. Never watch Grease. I've never seen uh, a lot of these movies, actually. Every single Christmas movie that tries to pretend it's on the other side of this, by the way, it, it tries to like criticize the commercialization of Christmas, blah, 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 blah. Rage against the machine levels of horseshit. Yes. One of the most famous examples I can think of is probably uh, Charlie Brown and Linus in the Charlie Brown Christmas special complaining about Christmas being commercialized which is pretty goddamn rich considering there was originally a Coca-Cola ad animated into the beginning and end of that actual special mm. and all of this is coming from characters on Peanuts. One of the most licensed and merchandised IPs in the history of copyright law. <laughs> Christmas is turning into commercialized bullshit, but be sure to buy our products. You can buy a Peanuts anything. Exactly, Co yes. Fucking coffee still, mug, doll. There's probably like a, a Snoopy doghouse out there. Peanuts is crazy to me because I tell my kid, I'm like, this is Snoopy. And he's like, what the fuck is Snoopy? And I'm like, oh yeah, Good. he did not fucking, don't ever watch it. Good. The great big pumpkin patch and all the fucking Christmas things that are always played every year still. He doesn't even know who Snoopy is. And I'm like, let's keep it that way. That gives me hope for the future. Charles Schultz sold so much Peanuts merch. He's probably the single reason Bill Watterson would not merchandise Calvin and Hobbes. Any Calvin and Hobbes shit you've seen except for like two calendars is, that's empty. Let's is out of the way. Uh, bootleg, like all the Calvin peeing on stuff. None of that's merchandise. Oh, it's all bootleg. Like yeah, the, the, that dude who did that, the dude who did that comic, he refused to have his work because turned of into Snoopy. that. Yeah. I think probably, I mean, it would just yeah. about have to be. Movies pretending to criticize uh, Christmas being entirely about money are actively trying to sell you a Christmas product while doing that. It is precisely as ridiculous as it would be for a person who was mugging you to say, Wow, it's awful. People are just out here stealing from other people these days, huh? You're robbing me right now, motherfucker. What? Here's the other fucked up thing about this fantasy world that Christmas movies and Christmas music are selling us. In this fantasy, and it's the same fantasy our society convinces children is the way things actually are in the real world. Outside of the movies, we tell kids this is what is happening until they find out that Santa Claus is not real. We tell children that Christmas happens because there's some guy 
in a faraway place who has a factory of slave workers. Elves. Who live in a place that no even middle class person would ever want to live. North Pole. And the only purpose these slave workers have is to manufacture products for our enjoyment. Does this sound at all familiar to motherfucking anyone? Can you really convince yourselves that it's a coincidence? We teach children. These are the mechanics behind the most wonderful time of the year. And they believe this their entire childhood and then grow up to have no problem with the way our economy is built on top of slave wages paid to workers in poverty-ridden nations. What? The uh, the best. Okay. My own, the only Christmas music, or Christmas music. I'm, I, we've drank two bottles of champagne. I'm drunk. Okay. I am also drunk. We're, dr- we're drunk. <laughs> the only Christmas movie that I watch every year is Scrooged. Okay. Scrooge is a good Christmas movie. The Bill Murray one? Yes, the Bill Murray. But the thing I love about it the most, and I wish somebody would actually make this into a movie, is in the very beginning, is it's like Santa Claus, and like the people are coming to kill Santa Claus in the North Pole. It's like a, and, it's like a lethal yes, weapon movie yes, or something. Yes, exactly. And the whole gist is, is that they're going to make this into a Santa Claus movie, blah, 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 blah. The ten, the million dollar. I can't the million believe that no one's done I that. I know. I would watch it's right that there. in a second. It's right there. What you could do is make into a movie as someone's coming to free the elves from their slaveholder, which is Santa, which would be a twist on the Scrooge movie. Dude, in the movie Elf, Buddy the Elf is the worst piece of shit elf <laughs> of all time Dude. because he cannot single-handedly make 1,000 etch-a-sketches in a day Yes, by himself because he can't do 1,000 of these things. He's the worst elf ever, and he's got to go, and that's why the whole rest of the movie happens. You're showing this to your fucking four-year-old, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's funny. The first thing, because first of all, I did not read Tyler's notes. I do not know what he's going to say 100% of the time when we record this. In any episode of the show. Never, (laughs) ever once have I ever read Tyler's notes before we record. The first thing that popped in my head was Elf. You're like, it's slave labor. I was like, oh, kind of like Elf. They're like happily like enslaved by Santa Claus. They don't even have relationships with each other. These are the movies that we show to small kids who are going to grow up and someday have no problem with the fact that their whole world is made possible by people who earn $12 an hour working at Amazon under one of the most toxic corporate cultures that exist on the planet. Look up any article about what it's like to work at Amazon, especially on like the uh, distribution center side of things yep. it's not good it's not great but your kids are fine with it because that's how christmas works and that's how you've told them christmas works and you've told them that christmas is the best thing that happens every fucking year do you feel bad yet you should and also if you agree with us about everything this is just like porn for you right now basically right <laughs> yes. i mean we we are making every point that you have felt in your bones probably since you were a small child I w- you know, unfortunately, our demographic skews so male, but I feel like so many- All mo- podcasts so, do. I know, but so many moms in particular should listen to this episode. Uh, if there's any episode that should be listened to by 50-50 men to female- Dude, I'll look it up. Female. I'll look it up. I would venture to guess that we have a 
larger percentage of people who identify as women who listen to this show than the industry average. Yeah. Just because of every fucking idiot boyfriend who tried to like indoctrinate their significant other with their taste in music has got to be terrible to try to find a good guy to date. <laughs> yes. Technology be damned. The simultaneous message, along with everything else we've talked about, probably over 90% of Christmas movies hammer this idea home, and we talked about it in a previous episode, is the idea that the worst thing that could happen to you would be for you to be alone on Christmas. If you ever raise the above point about how Christmas lays bare the fundamental flaws in our entire society, then you will probably just get written off as a Scrooge who probably spends Christmas alone and that's the thing you're really mad about. Even Home Alone, a Christmas movie that is not really a Christmas movie, still does this shit. When the kid first realizes his family goes on vacation without him, he is stoked. He's thrilled. He is so pumped that he has a kick-ass party with himself and like orders the pizza that he wants and make sure he gets it his way and like watches movies he's not allowed to do. And he, bowl ice cream. and he would have continued doing that except that these robbers show up and he's got to deal with that in all these crazy ways. And this somehow equates to him missing his shitty family. And every time I'm just like, what? How? Like, how do the, I mean, I get that he gets scared and everything, but it's not like his family was there to save him or contribute to the situation in any way. It's not like there, we see a flashback to his father teaching him some lesson, which is what made him able to defeat the robbers. His big brother doesn't teach him some lesson. His big brother has a spider. That's the entire extent that his family who's gone contributes to him fighting off these robbers is the spider that he puts on Daniel Stern's face. He only misses his family because he's scared for the fact that these dudes are going to kill him. He's like, oh shit, I'm going to die. I wish yes. literally anyone was here, including the neighbor that I thought was a fucking murderer and was yeah. scared of 20 minutes ago in this movie. He would be great. Would settle for him. Misses his family so hard. And I just don't understand how that emotion is tied to the action of the film. Home Alone, though, is one of those movies. It's not a goddamn Christmas. It's a movie that is just happens to be around Christmas. That's a perfect segue into something that you and I have somehow managed to avoid discussing in every Christmas episode to date, which is whether or not the movie Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard, first of all... I it is a classic movie. I think it's fantastic. It's an enjoyable movie, cover to cover. It's fun to watch. It's a movie that if somehow you've made this point in life and haven't watched, you should watch it. Uh, I would say 99% of our audience probably has watched Die Hard, but it is, uh, in my opinion, not an actual Christmas movie. It is a movie that happens to happen around Christmas. If you were to take Christmas away from it and say, replace it with New Year's, if it was a New Year's office party where his ex-wife was and it just so happened to be taken over by a bunch of terrorists, uh, you wouldn't think twice about it. It wouldn't change the movie. Christmas is a side note to the story. I think it's fun that it's celebrated around Christmas. That's great. Let's party. You should watch it every Christmas. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not a Christmas movie because it could be any holiday. A Christmas story is only about Christmas, right? Yeah. for example. So here's the thing. The movie Lethal Weapon 
was produced by one of the same guys that produced Die Hard. Which makes sense and if you think about it. Lethal Weapon is also set at Christmas and nobody argues oh, about shit. whether Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie because it's clearly not. Just like Die Hard is clearly not a Christmas movie. I didn't even think about that. For all the reasons you just referenced. Yeah. Look, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, A, the studio probably wouldn't have released the fucking thing in the middle of July, which they did. And B... Then the movies Go, Psycho, First Blood, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Proposition, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, The Hateful Eight, Eyes Wide Shut, Terry Gilliam's Brazil, and The Ref with Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey are all also Christmas movies, which they're clearly not, right? Like none of you are making the argument that all those movies are Christmas movies, right? Then there's the fact that in 2018, Bruce Willis himself finally said that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. There's shit that happens at Christmas yeah. that we all know we're all familiar with and none of that is what happens in yeah. the Die Hard. And arguably, you could say the same thing about Home Alone. Definitely. They could, they could be going yeah. on a fucking New Year's trip and you wouldn't yeah. even think twice about it. Die Hard is the movie equivalent of songs we've talked about in the past, like uh, Last Christmas by Wham. That is not a Christmas song. It's a song about a psycho stalker and it would make just as much sense if it were set on any other holiday, as we said before, it would make the most sense if it was said on Valentine's Day. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. That's what you do on Valentine's Day. There's only one other line in the song I think that you would have to change. What'd you do to that microphone? I, it somehow fell off. Okay. But there's really no such thing as Valentine's Day songs. And, no. and George Michael loved money, so he said it at Christmas, which the producer who did Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, one of the reasons that he said he sets movies at Christmas is on the off chance that they will be programmed to play at Christmas, and then everyone gets residuals every year. Yeah. It's actually a genius from a purely marketing standpoint. Well, it was when he was doing this shit in the 80s, but now when there's 150 new yes. movies coming yes. out, you're just pissing into the ocean, man. Agreed, yes. It doesn't work now, but it definitely made sense back then. Reindeer Games is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. In Reindeer Games, at least Ben Affleck and all the dudes who robbed the casino, they wear Santa outfits as part of the heist. There's nothing about the plot of Die Hard that needs to be set at Christmas. Any other holiday. It could have been set at Halloween. Could have been in like costumes. And then it could have been hard to tell who was who. And the fucking terrorists could have been amongst the people. It would have even made more sense to set it at Halloween. What's that uh, Keanu Reeves movie where they, uh, 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 they, they, they rob people and they wear masks? Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No. But uh, the other one with, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, uh, it's Point Break. Point Break. Uh, one yes. of the greatest movies Fuck. that anyone has ever made. Yes, I know. But God damn, dude, I completely lost my train of thought because I've had too much apple juice. This is what I'm thinking. Halloween is a way better quote unquote holiday. I, don't, I guess it's a holiday. We don't get Halloween off from work, but you should. Fuck Columbus Day. It should be Halloween Day. You get the day off and... It would be awesome. But people don't make, they only make horror movies, but maybe maybe the theme should be like point blank, point blank. Point Jesus, break. Jesus Christ, dude. I've had way You're too gonna much. You're going to have to leave break. your car here. <laughs> point break should be a Halloween movie if we're just, we're going to say the movies are around. Well, they got dressed up in characters' faces. They dressed up as other people. No, I got the it's thing. It's Halloween. <laughs> I got the thing. 
And this has always been my problem with the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas is that Jack Skellington got it fucking backwards. And again, this is this is sort of like a uh, the Grinch situation where if, if you want to do this, then you should. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's Santa finding out about Halloween, mm-hmm. which is obviously Superior Holiday, and doing that instead. The entire premise of Jack Skellington finding out that Christmas exists and thinking that's a better holiday is bananas. Yeah. It's backwards, bananas, bonkers, all kinds of other words to start with the letter B. Someone should make the movie about Santa Claus finding out about Halloween and realizing that that, first of all, you don't have to make shit is candy well and that's yes. already well, being made so two, you just need more candy yes two things that are vastly superior about halloween a candy everyone loves candy it's cheap it's easy you give out full-size candy bars which are still cheaper than buying a bunch of toys that people throw away they're so stoked and b you get to be somebody else for a day it's like the exact opposite. It's like the most least stressful thing. You get to be not you for a day and everyone celebrates. Or imagine if there was a Halloween creep, like there was a Christmas creep, and then it crept out to become three months of the fucking year in yeah, which it was man. entirely acceptable for you to just rock a Gene Simmons costume. Exactly. Or be whoever the fuck you wanted to be. You get to dress up for a full month. This is a very clear choice. Halloween is a superior holiday. I don't understand. There are not more people who would pick Christmas over Halloween. I refuse to believe that. If we presented this as a poll to everyone in the United States, at least, would you rather do Christmas and all the shit associated with Christmas? Or would you rather have Halloween season last for three months? It's parties and you still go see, you go see your family, you know, but you're like doing costumes. And so you got shit to talk about. First of all, who are you? Like, what, why did you decide to be you? Like, that's something to talk about at Christmas. You just show up dressed like this. You have to smell your uncle's farts. I guess that's Christmas. That's the extent of excitement on Christmas is your aunt gets too drunk and falls into the Christmas tree and knocks it over. If we do Halloween for three months, that's going to happen like every night because it gets in touch with the pagan roots of all these holidays, which we've talked about before a little bit. And that's probably going to be the subject of next year's Christmas episode. All of that being said, (laughs) if you want to tell people that we said Die Hard is a Christmas movie as justification for being allowed to watch Die Hard instead of an actual Christmas movie, I will lie and say that that's what I said in the past 10 minutes of this podcast. I've got your back, man. Because I'm sure that's how this whole thing started in the first place. Someone knew they were about to have to watch a fucking miracle on 34th Street and they were about to snap and kill everyone. (laughs) And they had the flash of genius to start making the argument that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And then it worked. Yeah. So they just told their friends and they told their friends and it spread and spread and spread. I'm sure that's how this entire internet meme argument got started in the first place. Hey, we're on the same side. You can tell your friends and family that Die Hard is a Christmas movie if that's what you got to do to get through the holiday and I will back you up. You have our support, a love and support. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah, I, I can barely hold a thought at this point. I am, it's I am too holding. Much it is a lot for I, me to hold on. To I don't a know thought. if I'm going to let you drive us to the bar. <laughs> no. Should I wear the bathrobe to the bar? Yes. Or should I catch yes. I'm thinking about wearing I'm this not hat. Gonna, I'm not going to do it because I know the, all our friends are assholes and someone's going to just like fucking take my clothes yeah, off. That is very true. I would say if we were going to a different bar where not everyone's going to know us. If we were going downtown, I would wear this yeah, robe. Arguably, it's still Halloween in my brain. It's only four days past Halloween and we're recording this. So I'm dressing how I want to dress because Halloween is a superior holiday period and a story if christmas movies are your favorite movies <laughs> your favorite movies suck you are welcome for another pagan ass episode of your favorite band sucks so we don't put mid-roll ads in our Christmas episodes until after the holiday has passed because we know the entire world is trying to hard sell you on bullshit at the same time right now. But if you do feel like getting yourself a gift, probably nobody else is going to get you because they don't know you as well as we do. Check out whatever's currently in stock at our merch store by visiting shop.yfbspod.com. For anyone like Mark who was wondering if Ovaltine paid for product placement in the original A Christmas Story movie, probably not. Even though Ovaltine would no longer have been the sponsor in the year the movie was set, Ovaltine is the product most people associate with sponsoring the Little Orphan Annie radio show, which I would guess is the reason it's in the movie. Especially because if Ovaltine paid for product placement, then I cannot imagine they'd have been happy about the way their brand was depicted. What with shattering a child's hopeful expectations and everything. Not sure if this exactly counts, but it turns out Anthony Hopkins was the narrator in the Jim Carrey remake of The Grinch. Maybe Sir Anthony figured the paycheck was worth it since nobody was going to see his face. I was surprised to learn there's not much public data on the average gender breakdown of individual podcast audiences. All you can really find is shit like what percentage of all women listen to podcasts, etc. And that's obviously nowhere near the same metric as what percentage of a typical podcast audience identifies as fill-in-the-blank gender. But yeah, I would still be surprised if we don't have many more women listening to our show than nearly any other music podcast because A, the vast majority of people who get mad at us are definitely dudes, because B, that's who we're almost always making fun of, which is why C, we are one of your ex-girlfriend's favorite podcasts, hands down, no question. Now, all of that being said, the situation may be about to change, because when the show returns, we're doing an episode on Cat Stevens.